Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Katie Truther. And on this episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast, we're going to be speaking with Jonathan. He's been on the show before, and I know you guys will be excited to have him back. He is an investigator into pretty much all things government corruption. And if you're anything like me, you know that this is happening around the clock and all facets. Of course, we're going to be talking about some trending topics, specifically Texas and Texas border, Greg Abbott, Katie Hobbs, and more. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Jonathan. I'm here with uh, Katie from Louisiana Sister Squad podcast. And uh, today we're going to, instead of be doing some shit posting, we're going to be doing some shit talking. So uh, I'm really excited to be with you guys and, and excited to discuss all the bullshit that's going on in the world you know? so it looks like he actually didn't delete it i wonder why i got that message when i tried to click on it yeah i was gonna say the only thing that i openly disagree with on is that first statement because i don't i don't think greg abbott is as conservative or patriotic of a governor as texas deserves uh, i think ken paxton i've, I've had a tremendous level of respect for him that's only grown over the last you know year or so from what he's gone through and, and what he was doing leading up to the impeachment inquisition but abbott is just i mean he he's always rubbed me as like a fair weather conservative if you will and texas is a proud state of you know what it considers to be the flagship of patriotism in this country you know and I think they deserve so much better. You know, he they can do better, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. I don't see Abbott being the VP pick. That's yeah. That's neither sure. neither do I. But I do find this. I can only call it a conspiracy because he didn't state where he had any facts for him being chosen as the VP. But he goes on to call it a fake civil war uh, popping off in Texas uh, to make it look like uh, like Abbott is an anti-establishment strongman. And then he goes on to say, Amy Coney Barrett purposefully uh, voted to have the razor wire removed. And so, like, this is all manufactured. Um, you know, I follow Alpha, which I'm pretty sure you do, too. And he, you know, is putting out the same like he did before January 6th of saying, like, this seems like a setup. You know, you have to be careful. You're not being trapped and so on and so forth. And he did the same in regards to this convoy and people going down to the border. Um, I wonder what is the right way for the American people to show their support in a physical manner without actually going to engage that. Like I would think like more local protests, uh, you know, you have the right to peacefully protest and to bring attention to it. But I personally would stay out of what is seems like a like a hot zone. And, you know, they're sending National Guards in and then Texas already has, um, you know, some the Texas militia or whatever it's called. Um, those people are down there. So I think just as a regular American citizen that I would uh, I would yield to what Alpha is saying. And I can pull up that tweet in just a second. If you've seen it, we talk about it. Yeah, of course, I follow Alpha. I, I, I love the guy. I think he's awesome. Um, and I think there's a lot of wisdom in, in what he says. Uh, that said um you know to address a couple of the things that that you had mentioned first amy coney barrett i'm losing trust for her uh, and it's not just a matter of the decisions that she's made or her rulings um at scotus 
on key issues. It's it's the background of Alliance defending freedom where she came from. She's a product of that. And, you know, they say that you'll know the tree by its fruits. And I look at the other people who have come from Alliance defending freedom, and you've got Bill Barr and Mike Pence and uh, Mike Johnson, the current speaker. I mean, regardless of what you think of him, I don't really need to know anything else about Amy Coney Barrett other than she was recommended by Mitch McConnell and she comes from the Mike Pence and Bill Barr camp. And those people, those quote unquote Republicans do not align with the interests of the majority of normie, like genuinely conservative people that just want normalcy and to be left alone from a tyrannical government. So um, I don't know that I trust Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, on that, I I hope that she and Kavanaugh realize the the gravity of the moment is such that there's only so many rulings that they'll get in front of them that they'll have a chance to still make an impact before the country is irrevocably changed and their voices no longer matter either. And there won't be anybody to stand in the doorway when people with guns show up outside your house, Justice Kavanaugh. So um, I I would say that it'll be interesting to see um and you look at the people that they like in the current environment katie you look at the people that they go after the hardest are the people that they fear the most clarence thomas that's that's my guy right there and they the cia wants him out bad uh so does most of the progressive and globalist you know uniparty left and right why is that because he's he's the guy that's willing to stand in the doorway and you look at you know carrie lake and and that recent situation and then why i got involved in the election integrity stuff in the first place you and you realize that the people back east really don't want her in in politics and i think about everything that we're going through right now who have they gone after more than any person in history and that's our former president president trump and uh why is that well they can't control him and he's not gonna be the stereotypical you know manchurian puppet of a bunch of foreign interests and the military industrial complex he doesn't want that he wants prosperity for america first but also that leads to prosperity abroad and it's not corporatist interest it's the american people's interest which then has the trickle-down effect of making better outcomes for the rest of humanity because even though america gives lip service to the idea that we shouldn't be the the world's police anymore We've been blessed to be the country that we've been for so long. And with that comes, I feel, some uh, obligation to work towards, you know, maintaining, you know, a global kind of peace or, or balance, if, if you will, not to, you know, I guess, impose our will or our policies around the globe, but to ensure kind of like as much harmony as we can and the ironic thing about it is we can only do that the best and at optimal levels once we take care of our own house and get our house in order first um and that's what that's what president trump wants and i look at the people that i want in power are the people that my enemies don't want in power the most that's the best litmus test that you can have in today's environment i feel like um abbott they're fine with him i mean they went hard after Ken Paxton. And strangely enough, I feel like Paxton is the guy that's more willing to stand up in, in the face of overwhelming tyranny than Greg Abbott, who is 
I feel like whichever the way the, the wind blows at the time is going to kind of go with the flow. And Texas and deserves he, better. Is he in a wheelchair? Is he permanently in a wheelchair? He he right. is, but um, I met my a, brain. My brain couldn't help, and you're like a stand up guy. I was like, I don't know if he can stand up, and you're like, go wherever the wind blows. I'm like, well, does he have any control over that? So I <laughs> don't I, cancel I probably, me. Don't I cancel probably, me. I probably should uh, be cognizant, but I don't. I don't think about those things when I like. I made a tweet uh, probably six months ago before I even knew that he was in a wheelchair, and it was something to the effect of Greg Abbott needs to get off his ass. And I went back and read it and realized he's in a wheelchair. And I was like, okay, first, it's kind of funny. Like, if people think I'm making a joke, but I totally did not mean to make that joke. But where I want us to get as a society is to where even if I did, so what? It, it's fucking funny. Like, uh, right. that's, it's funny because that's free it's speech. True. That's the yeah. best comedy is it's funny because it's true. And so <laughs> and, I, I wouldn't even known that if I wouldn't have just looked at that, uh, the Stu Peters tweet with him yeah. in a wheelchair, because it's, it's not something that sticks in my head. I mean, maybe after this conversation, it will. But before we get too far along, I wanted to show um, this thread from Alpha. Yeah, and I meant to address the Alpha thing, too. So uh, let's let's do this and I'll uh, give you my thoughts on what Alpha said. Okay, and I think that this was the tweet that I was referring to. This is today the twenty. What's today? The twenty seventh. So this was yesterday, and I think that there was one before this, but I couldn't find it. So it says, uh, if you want to make sure that Abbott is not playing, uh, playing Americans into J six trap, demand he revoke the federal law enforcement rights to enforce. Um, I'm sorry, demand he the law enforcement rights to enforce the state of Texas, demand Abbott issue a restraining order against Joe Biden, the FBI, and the DOJ from being in Texas. That would protect all Americans heading into Texas to help. If he doesn't do that, it's only because it's a trap. So this also kind of alludes to more entrapment. And then he says, uh, feds are in... Feds are in militias, telegrams, DMs, text message, signal chats, and they're the ones pushing the spicy rhetoric. And so this is referred to as Fed posting. So when someone posts something about forming a militia or um, taking your country back and things like that, that even though we do have the lawful right to form an, a militia, that kind of conversation out online makes you a target engaging with those kind of things makes you a target you might think that you're joining a group of uh, patriotic people and again it could be a trap it could be a trap for them to extract information about you um to set you up in some kind of way make you some kind of patsy and we don't want that we want true and genuine which i would like to point out that amongst this wonderful movement we are constantly sowing seeds of doubt in people and some of it is for your own protection and other people do it to make sure that no one else gets what they have right and so there's that's a double-edged sword and extremely dangerous um but alpha has you know been he's been in the military um he's been with the police i'm pretty sure he's been a detective alpha if you're watching this and i got something wrong just let me know and i'll be happy to correct it yeah, I actually, I actually quoted this tweet and said he was spot on. It's exactly the right move. I think that that is something that Abbott absolutely needs to do, and he's absolutely right about the Fed infiltration. I've been affected by it uh, within, you know, I guess what I would consider my organization of, of you know, intelligence and research. Uh, you know, they pull at any different 
number of levers that they can to get um, power over somebody and to get them to back off the work that they're doing. Um, they've been they've been completely ineffective with me because I just I don't have any levers that they can pull. I'm just I'm a regular guy with a you know innocuous background and. Thankfully, I've surrounded myself with people who are mostly the same, but there are one or two things here and there that they have, you know, pounced on. And um, so it can and I've, I've seen it firsthand. I can attest to what he's saying in that regard. And I agree with him completely. Uh, that would absolutely be the thing uh, Abbott should do and force those moles or those infiltrators to to beat it or be arrested by state and local law enforcement um, for breaking, you know, mandates of the the governor, the executive of the state of Texas. And I've been adamant about revoking the uh, at the gubernatorial level, revo states revoking the you know operational jurisdiction of federal agencies entirely within states' borders, and that would be one of the biggest wins for our movement to bring a tyrannical government to heel. But at the overarching point. I will say this, um, the framers were incredibly wise beyond their years, and most of them were a lot younger than you and I are even now. And, you know, you've got a bunch of late 20s, early 30s, you know, young guys that were forced into this situation to kind of draft something that would be so profound and prophetic that it could withstand the test of time to maintain a republic that would not devolve into a pure democracy. Um, and if you look at their quote-unquote rhetoric, which rhetoric itself I think is another word that was coined to describe wrong speech or wrong because it just it sounds like slanderous almost, you know, the, the very word. But you look at what they said back in the day, and they said we not only have the right to overthrow an unjust and tyrannical government, we have the obligation. And you're talking about guys who had <laughs> had just fought the British and said no taxation without representation, and we're going to be independent, and we're going to, you know, build this land of you know freedom, freedom from tyranny, freedom from unrepresentation, freedom for you know expression of religion and speech and values and um it, that took a lot of guts and they would look at our situation and our men today in this uh society and that i feel like they would be ashamed because i look at myself and i i say i never served uh, my dad was in the air force my grandfather was in the air force um and going through life i'll be 39 on monday and i have i guess left on the table or not really committed to service of the country as i should have up to this point and i really got originally invested because i felt like this was my opportunity to do so and i do think that today there are operators who are designed to get people convinced that everything is a trap every opportunity now for patriots and people who feel called and compelled to defend America and, and its and its borders and its citizens, it's it's almost like a black pill operation 
to demoralize. And to that extent, and I know that probably wasn't the intent of Alpha's tweet, um, but there are many people that make similar tweets that that is the intent. They want to leverage J6 as the permanent excuse for patriots to never stand up and to I, never I take action. I 100% agree with that. It was definitely of like, uh, you know, that was a setup and that was meant to make sure that you had to be even more tremendously brave to actually stand up for your country. That's like, I mean, it instilled a lot of fear. People that know the truth of what the J6ers are going through, I mean, that's instilling a tremendous amount of fear in people to keep them from standing up. And that's exactly what they want. I wanted to finish this tweet. He just says to use caution. I warned you. Uh, I warned about this a few days ago because I saw their propaganda and subsequently launched uh, at at once. Um, and he says alpha. And then he goes down to say, um, it isn't enough to generate the conversation. Maybe it's executive orders. Maybe it's an emergency declaration. Uh, he should convene all sheriffs of Texas unanimously to agree not to allow federal law enforcement into their countries. And he goes on. I mean, when he when he kind of posted the warning tweet, I, I look at Alpha and I say, he's a person that we should take seriously. He was Absolutely. even, you guys are not following Alpha, please do that. Turn on your notifications. So we, he goes into his face. He kind of recaps this on a regular basis. And uh, he's actually pretty friendly. So if you grab a mic, you can definitely ask him uh, to go over that. And he does have his own show. And since we're talking about him, I want to make sure I give him credit for that. He does have his own Alpha Warrior show. And that is on Rumble. And he does post the link to that stream here on X. And so from there, where do where do we go? Where do we go with um, you know our own government just acting so tyrannically and trying to make the american people submit because of its its shock its chaos its fear um i i've even heard the theory and i want to know your thoughts on this is that um the border situation how it's being talked about and the amount of people that are coming through someone actually said that that's republican propaganda I've interviewed Todd, Todd Benthman, and I've seen digital maps. I've seen people. I've seen New York. I've seen Chicago. I've seen the migrant buses and James O'Keefe reporting. Um, but they were talking about the cameras that have been installed at the border and the facial recognition and all of these things. So for somebody to come out and say that um, the border is seemingly so chaotic as Republican propaganda, how do how do you respond to that? I think it's that's absolutely false. Um, and it's coming from the same people that have been wrong about everything for the last four or five years across the board. Um, and to further respond to like how I would, you know, I guess counter what Alpha is saying. If if you look at my feed, I made a tweet. If you search under advisement, um, I made a a reply on Alpha's tweet. I think it was a quote tweet, but I said the Biden administration, given what you just said about January 6th, which was absolutely correct, and what we know about that entrapment operation now, here's they want to leverage it as a tool to stoke fear in people who would otherwise stand up. And is it probably there's some kind of operation to set people up and you know turn them into patsies and toss them into an, uh, a DC gulag? Sure, there is. But at the end of the day, my thought is 
as a as an American citizen who is facing down a tyrannical government and has seen their coordinated lockstep with you know the rest of the G7 through um, foreign nations and everything that's transpired over the last several years, I'll be damned if I'm going to let the the federal government dictate to me when it's appropriate or when it's convenient or when it's you know the right time quote unquote to stand up because courage is not the absence of fear do i fear that there's some kind of entrapment operation that is set up to go do that against patriotic americans yeah sure but courage is doing what is necessary in the face of fear and I'll be damned if I'm going to let the federal government, especially some glowy FBI agent who tries to entrap me in person, it's not going to go like they think. Because like, once you're educated and you know the laws and you legally get deputized and you know what constitutionally protected rights you have and what obligations you have towards defending that constitution and the country in the face of a government that's not just derelict, but actively working against the mandates that the constitution lays out. I think that anybody who wants to go should know the law they, and should figure out the deputi deputization process, whether it's from Abbott or from Paxton or from the local sheriffs, and go and support it. Abide by the law. But I said uh, in a tweet um, yesterday to this point, if they think they are going to go arrest citizens who are defending their country legally, righteously, and correctly, then they had better be ready to die doing so. Because the citizens, and I, I don't want to speak for all of us, but just I feel like I have a good finger on the pulse of like what the vibe in the room is. We're already at the point where we're willing to die. I will die before I let somebody throw me in a, in a DC gulag and strip my due process rights. I mean, it's not just happening in, in America. It's happening in Ireland, in the UK, in, in Finland, in Sweden. They're they're eroding. It's the globalization and the cultural dilution a, a, across the across the board, lockstep. And there's only so many more um, opportunities that we'll have to fight back. Um, the government is is overstepped so much at this point that they're getting to the point where they feel untouchable and they, they don't fear those who they govern, who they're supposed to have the consent of, but they clearly don't have that consent either. So how much do we allow? How many, you know, advances or erosions of our liberty do we allow before we no longer have the choice whether or not to allow them? disregard their duty. They have a constitutional duty when they take office. And so really quickly, I want to kind of touch on the border situation. Um, and I always, I always like to consider the people who just, when you get in conversations with, they just don't know. They're so disconnected from it that even myself, I was worried when I first started learning about the border uh, about a year and a half ago, like I knew the border was an issue. I knew that we had migrant workers that were crossing and things like that. And the migrant workers that cross, that get the work visa and stuff like that. Those are never the people that are the problem. Mexicans are not the problem. Mexico, um, as far as I understand, especially near the border, they're actually preparing for people to be running 
the opposite way through the border, which I think is really interesting. And so I just like to open it up for people that um, think that that's who we're talking about. We're not just talking about Mexican people or Honduran people or the people that we've seen in our country for years and years, right? We're talking about globally people coming from across the world and funneled up through our southern border and how just devastating that is if we're not verifying those people. These are people that literally fundamentally disagree with with America, with what we stand for, for our constitution, for our freedom. They don't like that. Like I think that it's hard for people that have not traveled outside of this bubble to comprehend what these people's mindsets are and the people that want to actually do harm. Like we're talking about very nefarious people, people that are um, leaders of crime organizations or in crime organizations. Um, when we're talking, when Trump was talking about the coyotes across the border, I mean, I, I could not have made up that the mainstream media took that as a literal, even though they knew the truth and started talking about actual coyote animals instead of what is an actual coyote. I mean, that was such a disservice to the American people. And it's literally, it was already downhill and just been all downhill through there. So I definitely recommend people um, look up you know, where these people are coming from. Like I said, I've spoken with Tom Bidsman, who's Todd Bidsman, who has been um, on the other side of the border, deep into um, some of these small communities in the mountain communities and found people um, from different, oh, look at the kitty cat. That looks like my cat. I'll have to go get her. Um, this is Sarah. What's her name? Sarah. Sarah, my cat is Sophia. Oh my gosh, we have to like the meat. Um, and so, you know, people people from jungles in Africa and all over the place. I mean, oh my gosh, it's just so scary. That video the other day about the guy crossing the border that that was exposed when he was like, um, you don't know who I am, but you soon will know who I am. Did you see that? And do you know who that person is? I did. They are uh, no, a known terrorist last I last I checked. Um, but yeah, when you look into the organizations that are behind the border invasion, there's a history here and it's a lot of the same recycled players over and over and over again. And one of those chiefly among them is Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, and so I, I knew you were going to go get the, the kitty. Um, yeah, she, uh, this is, this is my ride or die right here. She's, uh, she's obsessed. Sophia, look, Sophia, say hi to Sarah. Hey, bye. She's like, I'm too fat. Look how fat she is. Oh, she's cute. But um, yeah. If you look at if you look at these organizations like HIAS, for example, H I A S, they are one of the larger organizations that takes in you know fifty million dollars a year from the State Department and USAID, which is taxpayer money, to then, like you said, pull people from all over the globe. You know, Colombians, Venezuelans, Nicaraguans, like. <laughs> even Asian demographics, you know, the Chinese and the Filipino. Oh, lots of people, people from China. Lots of people from China are coming. Like I've seen video of like, I mean, this looks like whole towns in China have been unloaded. And what's crazy is like, these people didn't just start their journey when Joe Biden took office. And I think that Trump knew that Trump has, you know, the um, United States of America has intelligence throughout these regions already. And so what happened was, is for years, these people traveled, and and went and set up camp, you know, in a village somewhere. Oh my gosh, not a great day to wear a block. Um, in a village somewhere, and 
then just waited. They were just waiting for the opportunity. And so people go, oh, they're coming across. Why do they look so clean? They, don't, they haven't been walking for days and weeks and months and all this other stuff. No, they haven't. They were camped out in villages. They had established lives. These people were not no longer in any way, shape or form seeking asylum. They were camped out waiting for the moment for the border to be open. And then buses went and got them and trains went, in, you know, and they went and took trains and then they came up to enter into our country. And Biden has done a true disservice to the United States by not securing the border. And I think that it is absolutely insane that this is the hill that the Democrat Party is willing to die on. It's to fight back against our own elected officials to say, you can't do that. We must allow the people in. I mean, if that is not a dead giveaway, and I'm just going to say this for anybody who says, well, I'm a Democrat or I want to vote for Biden because I'm a never Trumper. When you support Joe Biden, you support human trafficking. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. Um, and like I mentioned, you know, it's it's clearly coordinated. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, this is this is uh, his M.O. since, you know, back in 2008. You know, he sat on the board of directors for Hias when he was appointed or recommended by Joe Biden to lead the DHS. And what he and Anthony Rodham, Hillary, Hillary Clinton's brother, used to do along with Terry McAuliffe, they were offering basically expedited like pay to play visas to investors and their families as long as they invested $500,000 or more into one of their, you know, green energy uh, or casino kind of like, you know, businesses that they had vested interests in. And when called to the canvas on it, and when, you know, Congress opened up an investigation, instead of rectifying it, he got his ass down there and worked to fast track the operation even more. And he's an absolute scoundrel. Like he is, um, he's bad news for our borders. And he, you see him in, in congressional hearings today and he, he does the whole, oh, I'm insulted by the question. I won't even answer it. Shtick. When he knows that like, yeah, it's fucking true. Pardon my French, but it's like, because you're a piece of shit person and you clearly have an agenda and it's not serving the best interests of the United States. But, you know, the people behind this organizations like Hyas, I mean, even Ben Shapiro, he put out a video about, you know, the border situation yesterday. And that was conveniently a day after we exposed his large com contributions to that same highest organization. And the super anti-Trump, anti-Trump, you know, Zionist factions um, behind Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire and where a lot of his C-suite executives at the Daily Wire and at Bent Key Ventures, where a lot of those people come from. And you look at it and you realize, well, he's probably the biggest platform conservative talking head. And uh, yeah, he has the same views as Alejandro Mayorkas on all of this. He just has to put up the guise of, you know, caring about conservative values when you get inside, you know, a year of an election or whatever, but, and give lip service to certain things. but. Yeah, it's that's when you realize that the major platform accounts aren't the ones that are going to come save us, Katie. And like that's why what people like you and me do is, I think, what matters because we're we're going to fight the hardest. We have the least resources at our disposal. We don't have large platforms, but everything that we have, we 
fought tooth and nail for and everyone that we've helped has genuinely done been done and and um with pure motives you know full hearts and you know righteous you know agenda behind us uh, no agenda other than you know saving america as we were taught it was growing up and and handing that down to our kids and our grandkids that's what all of this is about nothing nothing else really matters at this point um and the saddest part in all of it like what we see in arizona is that people still are so short-sighted that they're willing to sell out for an almighty dollar that is made today when they are serving to enslave themselves five years from today like what good is your money going to be when you're like when you have no rights like what good is that parcel of land you have when they decide that they're you know going to eminent domain everybody's real estate in certain areas because that's coming too so right no it's very it's very it's a very it's real it's real this is not some conspiracy this is not living in fear i mean this is a full-blown agenda and movement and i think it's everybody everybody needs to participate in doing something to stop it you have to figure out what your role is here and fulfill that whether it's you know pouring into your own community um making sure you know who your neighbors are um you know with the schools um learning like what is your plan for when schools are are taken away like your whole world can't crumble because of that um because indoctrination is just going to get to an all-time high and i think man i have some some wild ideas about the many different situations they could put us in like a school day everybody's kids are at school some emergency happens you know then you're fighting to get your kids that is the perfect scenario for them to snatch up even more children and to move people around i mean and that's i don't i can't say that that would be a plot by our own government so i i want to be careful to not say that i think our own government is necessarily going to do that but they're definitely enabling for a terrorist to be to put us in such situation um not that i would put it past the united states government to create such a scenario i'm just saying like right now in my mind thinking about the amount of people that want to do us harm i mean it's just the door is open for the many many ways that they could get us and you brought up um you know kind of what's happening with our in our own country how can we police the world when right now we are just so fundamentally broken and i don't think that it's the american people that's broken i think we're lacking a lot of morale in our country we don't have a great leader um things are not going well so even like the average like sleeper joe not to be confused with sleepy joe he's terrible but the regular like sleeper joe is um you know not even blissfully unaware anymore like people are just lacking like what is the motivation what is the point to go to work in america what are we manufacturing what are we doing where's the growth of our country and other than just expanding the numbers of illegal immigrants that are here i we don't have any other growth that's happening which is very concerning speaking of those things a lot of elections coming up i wanted to talk just for a moment we talked about rhinos why rhinos are so successful and i realized this from being on a phone call with bill cassidy who is a rhino okay he claims to be a republican but in the right groups and on the right topics man he tries to play both sides of the fence by not taking a hard stance on anything that's conservative and so people that are uninformed of who he is that just go oh it's a republican check let's keep him um but when he speaks man he speaks like a democrat even 
<laughs> even um she, she know, bites me when i don't pet her to her liking so same sophie is always like grabbing my hand um and so he he speaks like a democrat even so much so thanking joe biden um and talking about this infrastructure bill which to my knowledge it's the infrastructure bill is meant to really be the catapults for the 15 minute cities i at this point here in louisiana i almost do hope they take it because if you saw like our pipes are bursting um everything is flooding all of the time i don't know i i don't want to live inside of a 15 minute city but i know for sure that if we don't get some kind of help and people in here doing construction and get this mayor of new orleans the frick out of here um we're in big trouble what does give me a lot of hope is uh jeff landry um because of people betraying us so much in the past in the republican party it's hard for me to say i know for a fact he's going to do the right thing but in my opinion he was a great state attorney general um he did oppose a lot of what uh edwards was doing which is our former uh governor and so he's already trying to like take the lead on getting new orleans under control because the crime rate is so sky high um and try and hopefully just does the right thing throughout his term that is always my prayer um for him and for every elected official we have here in the united states we're not supposed to hate people my own personal struggle is you know coping with praying for joe biden so we won't go there today um but i wanted to talk about elections and election election integrity and where do you think that we are currently if you could give us an update on you know what's in motion to change um if if we stay on this path do you think you know what how do you see 2024 going is it just going to be an all-out brawl are you one of the people that thinks that we are not going to have an election in 2024 I'm not blackpilled to think that we won't have an election. Um, I'm of the opinion that the states that can absolutely remove as much of the levers of cheating and the vectors of you know defrauding an election, those states are going to do everything that they can to you know strip away those those arteries of fraud. Um, the ones that don't have the ability to do that, they're going to have a tough time however i do think they're going to get so overwhelmed at the polls there's going to have to be it'll either be like what we saw in maricopa county and harris county in 2022 it'll either be that times 10 in a whole host of major metro areas where it becomes evident that they are not going to allow the people to vote people out and then that situation unfortunately in my opinion will deteriorate rapidly and there will be con conflict at that point um i think they realize that because you know these communists in their infinite grace and wisdom they love to to use their tools like the Nas national institute of standards and technology and the national science foundation to game out you know possible outcomes and i do think that they will be smart enough to realize that if they pull what they did in Maricopa and in Houston, Texas, again, it'll have to be even worse in major met in, in those, both of those places than it was in even in 2022. And it was already embarrassing. But if they pull that in a number of major metros and again in Phoenix and, and Houston, we will have war in the streets. And, you know, something that as a deterrent like the 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 government is as tyrannical as it 
feels insulated from the people. So the more detached they feel from the subjects that they subjugate, then the more freedom they feel or more emboldened they feel to be complete jackasses. And so the other day when we found, and Ken Paxton put this out, when we learned that Mayorkas was do up to his old tricks again, doing a pay to play, pay per person coming across the border kind of scheme, probably with his same old cronies from 08. I, I said, okay, that's fucking enough. Uh, this guy is waging war against the United States. He's a public official. They have no reasonable expectation of privacy. And we found out where this asshole lives through publicly available open source information. Everything that we put out, every piece of intel that we put out is open source information. And so I, I put his information out there because this person is actively endangering the lives of Texas. He's actively endangering the lives of American citizens. And do we want things to deteriorate into conflict? Absolutely not. Never in a million years. But these people need to fear the consequences of their unmitigated and unrequited tyranny against the people that is an armed population of people that have been spending the last five years just getting hammered and, and bullied by these people. Like, we're getting to the point, Katie, where it's like, at what point do you say, okay, it's time to make these people not feel safe to go out in public? If you are going to govern this way, so antithetical to constitutionally protected rights of citizens, then you should expect to be treated like a criminal and have to look over your shoulder everywhere you go. And you do those kinds of things as a deterrent because the same way that they're going to game out how they might steal the election, Katie, is how they're also going to game out once they know enough people know where they live so that if shit deteriorate, like, let me say this, if things deteriorate, it's not going to be like Red Dawn and an open, you know, Royal Rumble, you know, rifle behind every blade of grass kind of thing, at least not initially. It's not going to be like that. It will be very calculated, very targeted, and people who pulled the levers that got us into this de-evolution society that we live in will be targeted first, and they will be the ones and their families who no longer feel safe. And the only reason for that is you have to make the people who are the biggest tyrants and criminals feel and fear the recourse of their own actions. Otherwise, they just keep eroding liberties until they've got absolute power and absolute power you're, you're corrupts exactly right. absolutely. You have to fear the consequence of your actions or what what is really keeping you in line because and I can't even say like what morals are keeping you in line at that point because if you're willing to put yourself, your pockets and the American people at risk for your own personal gain um, or to be cow like I think a real big thing is I think a lot of these people that are corrupt that are caught up in these things i i don't think that they started out that way i do think that there are quite a few people that get like blackballed into these situations of and then they wind up being the puppet for someone else who you know maybe we don't know on the surface but that's what i really appreciate about your work it's like digging back like um when we talk about arizona katie hobbs like i don't know that katie hobbs started out being like you know 
a fucking terrible person. I really don't. But when, she, you know, the cartel is connected to her. And so is she really making those decisions and those moves? And like, is her profit, you know, just that lucrative to where you're going to sell out the American people? Or is she just a puppet in a plan? And maybe that money is not even hers. Like, you know, celebrities, they get these houses and things like that. But because of who's controlling them and their marketing, like their management team and things like that is really getting all of the money, but they give them these things. They give them the house, they give them the car, they give them the jewelry, and they don't really have control over their money. I wonder if, you know, and I'd say Katie Hobbs, you know more about her and her situation. So you can correct all the things that I just might've fucked up. But I think that there's, I think that there's a lot of people that are, that are living in that scenario that didn't set out with truly bad intentions, but because they, you know, other people need to further an agenda, they kind of get, they get roped in, they get pushed into it. And so I don't think that it's a decision that they make, but I think that that stands to say, um, they pick people who are absolute cowards because if I was the governor or a mayor or a city councilman or part of a school board and somebody came and tried to do X, Y, Z to me and said, oh, I'll give you this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you get roped into some kind of scheme, even if initially I took a deal saying, oh, well, I can get an extra $20,000 by signing you guys on. And it turned out to be a fucking mob situation. I would call the media. I would go live on social medias. I would contact people that I knew would would have my back and I would risk it because at the end of the day, like that cartel is not going to protect you like you think they are. And if you go public with it, even if they do hurt you, like you, you have to be brave to be in any kind of position of leadership. And that's a risk that you should be willing to take. That's why I do think people that have been um, in the military that have served, um, you know, definitely can usually make better leaders. However, then you come down to people who um, really follow the chain of command for authority. So you have to worry about if they were brainwashed or not. So Oh, I say that and then have to kind of like cancel myself out for it because it seems like there's there's no there's no right way to do it except for to keep vetting and verifying. And if somebody breaks that trust, they gotta they gotta go. But we can't do that if we're paying attention to, you know, other nonsense things. Like I like hearing about is the earth flat, is it a globe, and blah, blah, blah. But that can't be that can't be my whole day. Because at the end of the day, how is that how is that really helpful for anyone? Um, and so even as interesting as I think it is, I have to say, no, you know, I need to focus on what's the work that Jonathan's doing. What is Alpha talking about? How can I support and get the information out and, and just be a part of saving our country? Um, even though, you know, it's very, it's very risky. We could, we could be canceled or the government can come after us, the FBI, the CIA, whomever it is, you know, we can wind up on a list and very well, you know, have our lives ruined, but. I just want to be braver than the people that are currently in office that won't stand up for the American people. At the very least, I need to do it for my kids. And I think a lot of people are kind of in that movement right now. And no matter how much the media says, you know, you're you're by yourself if you want the truth and accountability. Yeah, um, everything you said is spot on. Uh, to give a little context to, to your audience, uh, Katie Hobbs, I wouldn't say she's totally an empty suit because... I mean, decisions-wise, she certainly is. She's 100% a Manchurian, but she isn't just completely an empty suit because she certainly has an agenda. A, a lot of people may not know this, but she was a delegate for Hillary Clinton back in 2008. She got her start through Emerge America, which is a Clinton Global Initiative linked 
organization designed to put progressives and now with what we know about the Clinton Foundation and who was involved with the inception of the Clinton Foundation, likely a lot of child trafficking friendly operatives. And that's certainly what Katie Hobbs is. That's what she's there to do. And, you know, the CIA, um, the Latter-day Saints Mafia, the, the you know, Mossad faction and the UN factions certainly have a vested interest in Katie Hobbs being governor. But that's one of the main reasons why she didn't debate Carrie Lake and she hid in her basement and never did anything and actually ran away from people that would walk up to her and try to ask questions because she's not there to govern and and represent the constituency, which is the citizens of Arizona. She's there to further enable and empower child traffickers, drug traffickers, uh, you know, human traffickers. Um, really the worst people on the planet she's serving that purpose um you know famously and um the problem that we 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 have is that you know it's you know a lot of people say you know and this was something we talked about in the space last night if it gets worse and worse i'm just going to go live off the grid in a remote you know log cabin and learn to live off the land and be completely detached and that sounds amazing that sounds like one of my like fantasies you know but you realize eventually if you keep conceding ground regardless of where you are it's going to end up on your doorstep so you either decide to to defend and reclaim ground on your own terms or you remain in a defensive stance of retreat uh and eventually wait for the enemy to come to you wherever you hold up in your last refuge and that's not a winning strategy and obviously it's a hell of a lot easier for us to stand up today when there's only seven million ish illegal immigrants who have come across the border in the last four years as opposed to when there's 15 million because now you're talking about that's an entire large state worth of illegal immigrants that will be strategically deployed throughout the the United States into key areas, and many of them are terrorists, and many of them are operatives. Uh, you know, military-aged men between the ages of nineteen and thirty, all fit, single males that are getting did you, busted. Did you know that they're they're allowing um, the people that are coming across the border. If they're, I think, up until age twenty-three, they're allowing them to enter high school. I did not know that. I, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I'll have to go back and, and fact check that. But I was talking with um, Alex from Advocation, was it Advocacy for Education and Against Doctrination? Um, and we, we had touched on some things about what we can expect within the school system with the influx of people coming across the border. Um, and we're already seeing now, you know, lots of places and people complaining about resources that were supposed to be allocated for American citizens being allocated for them, school closures to turn into migrant centers, um, and then them allowing the influx of children. I mean, after after everything we went through with COVID, we already had a decrease of teachers coming into the system. Nobody wanted to be a teacher anymore. Then we had COVID and pushed the last of our good teachers out um, or a majority of the good teachers out nobody wants to go into regular education anymore they want to do specific things um and so you know we're just the teachers are getting smaller and smaller and the students are getting larger and larger and then eventually we're 
we're already sending our kids into a dangerous situation when it comes to school. And it doesn't matter what kind of school they go to, but the more flooded it gets with the least amount of adults and them refusing to put security um, or put cameras in every classroom and things like that. My hypothesis is, is within about five years, and if you'd asked me this five years ago, I would have said probably 10 to 15 years. I think within the next five years, we're going to see total switch of education. Majority of American citizen children will be doing online education and they'll, even the teachers will be AI generated and it'll be virtual lessons. I don't, I think that it's going to be you know, uh, just like how they make the the workbooks and things like that, how that's a lobby. I think they're going to program AI and where it has like a chat response, just like a chat GBT or something like that, to where students can still ask the teachers questions. And it's going to be majority of a um, majority of American citizen students will be participating on online learning at home. It's it's yeah. not going to we're not going to have schools anymore. And if we do have schools, they'll be for the migrant children. It's funny, you, it's funny you mentioned that because when you look at Michael Crow, who's the president of Arizona State, he's the chairman of Incutel, which is the VC arm of the CIA, and he's intimately involved in a bunch of these NGOs and nonprofits that are eroding the liberties of citizens and, and engaging in bioterrorism. And I have all the receipts on this, and I know I don't have to tell you that, but um, he wrote a book, really two books, but before he was named president at Arizona State, he comes from Columbia University. And while he's at Columbia, he writes a book called The New American University. And there's an organization out today now that is called New America. And, you know, it sounds like, oh, they're changing America into something new and fresh. What is that thing? Well, in his book, he talks about what his goal or what he envisions for the ideal university of the future. And that's what he's transforming Arizona State into. And what that is, is basically gargantuan sized, you know, campuses with, you know, hundreds of thousands of students sequestered into these indoctrination centers that they teach to be good and dutiful Unitarians. All right. I have a purpose. I'm good at following orders. I'm just going to do that job and not ask questions and serve that purpose. Meanwhile, they want to create this Amazon style factory where the students themselves are the product and they harvest them for their data, their DNA and their dollars the entire time that they're there. And he is certainly doing that in spades at Arizona State. And Arizona State, to my knowledge now, is the largest university in the country. I think they have somewhere to the neighborhood of close to 80,000 students there, which is absurd. I went to a big SEC school for grad school and, you know, we had maybe 28,000 or 30,000. You know, campus was, it was always packed. But like you look at a university like Arizona State and you're talking about two and a half times the size of the school that that I went to. And I'm like, how is that even sustainable? And I, I'm not sure that the parents of Arizona State students fully grasp what they're doing there. But Arizona State is one of those universities doing that. Stanford is another one. Harvard is another one. Cal Berkeley is another one. MIT is on its way to becoming another one. But then you also have traditionalist schools like University of Wisconsin-Madison and University of Illinois Champaign-Urbana. Like, and 
you know, the list goes on and on. Johns Hopkins University, these are becoming indoctrination centers that are focused on indoctrinating students into being good soldiers who follow orders, who respect chain of command among um, overall else. And to, to touch on what you said about the military and them making great leaders, um, it's there's a there's a fine line because there's the ones that just follow orders the chain of command is everything and the military loves these people and there's something to be said to where you know you learn to lose your sense of self and serve the greater good of the mission or the the country that you represent when you you know i lived in norfolk virginia for three years in my in my career in finance and you know the thing i'd hear from sailors more often than anything else is never again volunteer yourself because you no longer are your own person you are their property so you have these then you have the ones that rebel and they realize like this is like this is all bullshit. i'm not doing that they get rid of these all right but the best leaders in my estimation are the ones that are like right here in the middle that kind of they know how to read the room they still maintain their moral compass they understand when orders are unlawful yet they still have the you know loss of ego to betray their sense of self in service to whatever the objective is at all costs those people i agree with you those people make the best leaders in any industry in my estimation because they maintain the best of both worlds of individualism as well as collectivism and you know if i'm going to serve my country right now like what do i and, and this was a conversation that i had when i decided whether or not i was going to get into this knowing what route i would be going down and what you know scrutiny i'd be bringing upon myself and you have to remember what's the ultimate objective all right the truth regardless of where it leads over anything else over money, over reputation, over following, over whatever. I worked my ass off to to get to those, and I've gotten called every name in the book. I've been labeled every kind of bigot, racist, anti-Semite, whatever, um, you know, xenophobe. But as long as you maintain the ultimate objective, and the ultimate objective is it worth it? It's absolutely worth it. There's nothing more important in the world right now. But as long as you remember the truth, regardless of where it leads, supersedes everything else, then you're going to be fine. Because, and that's a dangerous proposition to have in a conversation to have with yourself, Katie, because the truth might eventually lead back to the people closest to you. Have you ever thought about that? That's like one of those, it's like trying to imagine infinity and you're, it just kind of like eventually freaks you out. Like when you open up two cameras at once. Yeah. 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 And you're no, like, I, and I have because, um, like for instance, so yeah, the people closest to me, eh, probably not, I'm not really surrounded by anybody too interesting, like in my own personal life. Sorry, family, if you're watching this, but you're kind of boring. Um, but, <laughs> but like, I think about like information on Trump, you know, that's always like <clears throat> a little gut punch, you know, when you realize like who he hired and what that person's capable of and how, you know, because 
I've trusted Trump when, you know, Bill Barr was doing X, Y, Z. I thought that he was more of a trustworthy person. Um, when you look at like this, the Speaker of the House, like we knew we didn't want Kevin McCarthy. And then we wind up with uh, Johnson from Louisiana and he kind of came out of nowhere. And I'm just like, uh, you know, it always brings me back to just praying over people to say, like, I pray that you do the right thing you know, for the American people, even behind closed doors, even when no one is looking, I can literally pull receipts of tweets of me saying that to these politicians, because I just want it to be known um, that like we're watching and when when you mess up and I'm not asking for someone to be so morally perfect that they've, you know, maybe never had an affair or never looked at porn online or something like that. Like I can't expect perfection out of a leader. People make mistakes. But what's not okay is for you to sell out the fucking American people. And like, we're not going to tolerate it. And um, yeah, that is that is really kind of crazy. I think about, you know, everything that Trump has, has gone through and how much like I truly, I truly love him. I like, I do genuinely love him. I think that he was a great president, but I will never be a person that says that he hasn't made um, mistakes. Not when, when he was in office, not his life prior and things like that. But if you can continuously show me that you're going to try to do what's best for the American people, like that's that's really what I need. I need people that are going to take action, that are going to um, risk it all. And if some devastating information comes out about Trump, like I have to be prepared to say, well, enough is enough. You know, like if, it, if it's a fact, it's a fact. Um, and I either morally agree with it or I don't. And yeah, that's so easy to walk away from people too. The yeah, truth that's, is the truth, and that's where your allegiance needs to be. That's that's the scary thing about this, you know. And you know, when I initially got into this, you know, I had you know done research on you know who Carrie Lake was and who Abe was, and when I decided that I was going to put a spotlight on myself by sticking my nose in, when to this day everybody could still not know who I am, and I I was like, is it really going to be worth it? Eventually, you have to make a decision that it's either worth it or it isn't. And if you, if it isn't, then your kids and your grandkids will inherit what you could have done something to influence and you didn't. And I would not live with that. Um, and I had to know that I might spend my next couple of years doing all of this and find out that Carrie is a plant or a patsy herself. And I have to be okay with that if it even leads back to her and thankfully it hasn't at all become that and she's been the person that you know she's been even more than the person that i thought she was initially and um you see all these factions moving you know pieces here and there behind the scenes to try to you know marginalize her political influence ever and everything that i've found in in my research has just further corroborated that but that is a scary proposition. You mentioned Trump. It has to be where we're willing to accept that if it leads back to the people that we once considered to be held in high regard or heroes or whatever, we have to be willing to accept that because the country is bigger than one person. Um, and another thing I'll say about what you mentioned about you know people having nobody being perfect, you know, there's a lot of people on our side that police you know ideologically or morally uh that i truly am convinced now as a black pill psyop that have expectations of what the leadership should be 
that are unreasonable and un unattainable purely for the reason of the people that are going to come save us, Katie, are going to have checkered pasts. They're going to be regular people that have made mistakes. They fucked up in their lives. Um, Lord knows I've got plenty of those to my credit. We all do. Nobody is ever going to meet the standard of what the large platform Con Inc. candidates who really are operating on behalf of foreign interests to begin with, but that's another conversation. But they're doing that to gatekeep and keep the people out that say, look, I'm humble enough to admit I am not perfect. But in this moment, I know exactly what's going on. I know it's wrong. And I know what needs to happen to fix it. And they they know we know that. And that's why these police, mor morality police accounts, especially on our side, get involved into creating rift and creating division and working to discredit people. And I'll say this, Katie, like I at least have respect for our sworn enemies because they'll they have the balls to at least stab you in the front. But these little subversion operatives on our side, if if you believe in like the Dante's Inferno like levels of hell, like they deserve to be in the you know ninth or tenth circle of hell. Like they are the worst of the worst. And I just I can't I can't fathom ever waking up and uh, knowing that my job is to undermine the efforts of honest people who aren't in it for any other reason other than their love of country and their love of their kids and their grandkids and you know the idea of what America was ingrained into us as we were growing up and preserving it. I can't imagine it has to be soul crushing to like even if somebody writes you a check for a million dollars and you have all your financial you know obligations taken care of i can't imagine laying my head on the pillow at night and then waking up in the morning to go and further undermine the people that are trying to preserve the great country that afforded me the ability to do that to begin with like that's just so it, fucked up it, it deters the people all the way down too because when you look at people that are you know, okay, I hate to speak as in, you know, X is our, our real world, but it really does make an impact. You see some of the things that are being spoken about on, on X a week before they're ever mentioned on mainstream media, before they try, they're trying so hard to change the narrative. But um, you look at people that are just coming into this world that might have the ambition to be a podcaster or want to sign up with your team, you know, like, how can I help or sharing resources or whatever it is when there is um, appearing to be internal conflict and people get absolutely destroyed for just being a fucking person that makes people not want to do anything at all. Like, what is the point? Like I, I wanted to be part of something bigger, but that's what I posted that the other day. The left does not have to destroy us. Our enemy does not have to destroy us. We willingly do it ourselves. But when you're online, so many people get sucked into, oh, because they have a big account, I should listen to this person or listen how great people talk about blah, 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 or whatever. But then you see them posting, trash talking someone else who's just trying to do things. And for the love of God, this is going to come up every single podcast. First of all, you have a thrift shop, you know, not every, and I love that you called it that. I sell shirts too, but just because someone is asking for, um, has a thing where you can tip them or buy them a coffee or sells a shirt or promotes their product or has a fucking business does not make them 
a grifter. It doesn't make people a grifter because they're also trying to earn an income to support their life. I don't know what it is that these people that have the feel they have the right to break down other people do for a living to where you feel like you can try to take away someone else's right to have a business or earn a living or get extra income for the work that they're doing. Listen, if you don't want to support them, hit the fucking unfollow button and call it a day. There's no reason to be destroying regular people. That's disgusting. How can I destroy Jonathan when Joe Biden is my president. I have bigger things to fucking worry about whether or not Jonathan said one thing that wasn't true or he had a typo or whatever, or he was mean to me in a Twitter space. You know what I can always say? Fuck off, Jonathan, and unfollow him. Like you have that choice. You do not have to destroy other people because you know what? At the end of the day, this is more about your character than it does about the person you're talking to, uh, talking about. And I believe that with all my heart, I'm not participating in y'all's bullshit. Yeah, right, and and uh, what you said is spot on. I mean, it's uh, um, they will find anything in your background. So here's here's the dilemma that that I figured out. And this is when I just when I decided to focus on this because my background's finance. I've been in, in that game for twelve years, and I decided to walk away to focus solely on this. And I fully intend on getting back into finance, um, and and investing and managing money. It's like my passion, but um when you realize like who you're up against extortion and blackmail is like their mo it's their most powerful tool and so if you're working at a job and this happened to me they did this um i was a partner at a fortune 100 firm in chicago when peter hotez's people his bot swarms uh basically went to my ceo for calling him out on his vaccine tyranny and his in his rhetoric of saying you know anti-science aggression from the far right is the leading cause of death in young people in the united states and i'm sitting here and i'm a patient guy and i've been listening to this guy's bullshit for two years and knowing that he's absolutely wrong and when i finally call him out his people contact my ceo not the general manager or the general partner of the firm that i worked at but the ceo of a fortune 65 company went directly to him and they got me terminated from my job immediately on that Friday. By thankfully, I'm very good at what I do, and I've developed a great reputation in the industry. I had another job the following week, being a cryptocurrency hedge fund manager, and that's the job that I was doing when the Sam Bankman Freed uh, FTX bullshit happened. But they know extortion as their primary tool to suppress dissent. They want to take away people's livelihoods, and it happened to me and they they weren't able to take away my livelihood thank, thankfully but not everybody else has that luxury and this has been their thing for forever so when i decided to do this full time i had to realize like they're going to come after your background they posted my dui mugshot and i've been open about my dui that i got in may of 2022 and it's i'm open that it is unequivocally the best thing that has ever happened to me especially as it relates to this because it made me do some internal reflection it gave me a funny story to tell people that you know i fell asleep in my car at taco bell parking lot um and i got sober for two years i've been and now like mentally the clarity that i have and the you know recall that i have it's like a cheat code and and that would never have been possible without that situation and realizing in the middle of it this is going to go one of two ways. You 
you either let this situation snowball and it spirals into something much bigger and it becomes a stain on your path going forward into the future or you use it as an opportunity knowing the environment we're currently in what challenges we face and and what the country and the globe is facing you use it as an opportunity to to get your head on straight to get focused and do something that makes an impact and a difference for not just like yourself or your community but for the country and for humanity because this is an opportunity and so i named the store like when we decided we've got to generate revenue because as time went by people were you know increasingly generous with their support because they saw that you know i had been doing this and our team had been doing this pro bono for you know over a year at that point and we weren't going to stop and so people's donations when they realized that you're going to do it for free even if you're on your last peanut butter and crackers meal like when they realize that that is you understand that the objective and the information is worth you literally ruining your life and doing so for it then they became increasingly more generous and i and i was like okay um instead of asking for tips how can we further make this fun give some people some laughs and actually engage in a psychological counterattack against these people all right so all these shills that talk shit to us and you know lie to the american people engage in psyops and social media we're going to turn them into fucking memes and then <laughs> uh, i i started it as a joke i i had no intention of doing this but uh when we put that laughing charlton heston meme up on the first picture of the t-shirt workup and then we put this guy his name is uh phil schneider he's a darpa linked dis disinformation account that you know he goes around and discredits election you know broad bullshit through all the states georgia wisconsin arizona especially well we put his face on one of the t-shirts and so those two things like people were like i want to buy that i want to buy that and and i was like really and then the the very next week somebody reached out to me and they were like i've been following you for a long time and you don't know me but here's what i'm doing and i would love to print t-shirts for you and i'll handle all of the like printing and the mailing you just focus on doing your research and we'll col collaborate every now and again on making some hilarious ass memes and she's an amazing creative her, her handle on on twitter is patriot usa i think 24 7 something like that but she's absolutely a must follow she is the mvp behind the griff shop and we called it the griff shop because when you address up front the tools that they're going to use against you the elephant in the room if you will you remove the power that they have and you let them know yeah okay i'm a grifter all right sure whatever you want to say you're just pissed that you fucking can't extort me and i'm a million fucking times smarter than you and i happen to be witty as fuck and now everybody's laughing at you while you're also being proven wrong and that's the problem that they like that is the one thing they can't account for and so i made a tweet and and i know you know which one i'm talking about uh saying become the variable that they didn't account for and we talked that came from the idea of they game out everything they account or try to calculate and plan for every possible situation to defend 
themselves from any Patriots who would stand up and come to blows with them. And I thought a lot about that uh, before I made the tweet. And I realized, but what if you could actually study enough, become, you know, informed enough, become relentless enough, become, you know, just focused enough to where you are better prepared than they ever met somebody. And you put yourself in a position where you can be free or insulated from their attempts to extort you financially and you can become self-sustaining. You put those two components together and they have no answer for it, especially when you're one of those people that's like, I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy that's like, I have information that you don't know and I'll be releasing it next week and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to be holed up in some remote cabin. And then next thing you know, I disappear off the planet. Look, no, we're going to find information. We're going to put it out to the masses so that it can be reproduced and disseminated and they lose chain of custody of it. That's the only way we're going to win is force them to live in an environment where they don't control all the landmines that are out there. And so that's been the, that's been the focus. And I got to say, uh, we just, we're almost to our 100th, uh, customer order. Uh, we opened up on December 6th, I think is, is, uh, when we went live and, and it's been a, I'm, I'm so humbled by the, the, the response that we've gotten and we've turned it into kind of a community thing to where like, there's a bunch of people that have some fucking hilarious ideas and they'll, they'll send me stuff. And we'll be able, instead of being like, mm, don't send us, stop sending us like, no, it's like, that's fucking hilarious. And I'll send it to her and I'll be like, dude, I think this is fucking hilarious. And she'll like almost every time be like, I'm already one step ahead of you. And she's already got the rendering <laughs> put on a shirt and everything. So we're having fun with it. it it's helping us laugh, but uh, it's certainly supporting our efforts. And, and I can't thank everyone enough who's been so generous in, in supporting us. And I, I love, I love that you got the the pink looks so good on you and uh i appreciate you you sharing that and and um it, it really yeah, does I mean, mean a lot they were really great no thank you so much for that and i have some other um you did send some other shirts and so i'll be posting those i try to post like you know when when i can it's not always super duper easy to take pictures of yourself i mean i clearly make it look easy but it's not as easy <laughs> okay and yeah, so that's a fantastic picture by the way and it's a selfie really no one with that picture but myself i'm my own best photographer i think a lot of ladies can resonate with that i don't you know look, when my husband you, takes pictures of me my head always looks like this long i'm like why does your why does your camera do that i'm like stop and i'm like oh, just give me the phone I'll take my yeah phone. you look savage as fuck in that picture right there i gotta be honest i love it and i love that it's pink and i love that my sunglasses match thank you so much for the merch <laughs> um we do have the crash land this plane though so i want to time went by so fast i know i know i want to thank you so much for coming on and i want to give you a chance to make like some closing statements what do you have going uh coming up uh what are you working on where can people find you all that good stuff but yeah so uh what i would say is um in, over the last few days we've made the connections to the the intelligence apparatus the you know what the cia the u.s army Mossad, and israeli defense forces uh that coordinated with a number of groups to steal the elections in Arizona and as well as a number of other states, but chiefly Arizona. And we now have the proof of that. We just put that out yesterday. Um, and so a lot has happened um, and a lot more is coming. 
my Twitter handle, if you can't read it on the screen, is decentfy uh, JC. So it's it's like uh, not great, but it's decent. And then it's like simplify, uh, and then my initials JC. Um, and I'm primarily on uh, Twitter and a little bit on Truth and a little bit on Telegram. I do have uh, uh, an edition of Patrick Burns Magazine. I think it is. It's Capital Times that I'll be in the February edition. I'm, I think I'm on the cover of that. Um, That's awesome. I wanted to say uh, thank you so much for hopping on with me in such short notice. I really appreciate you and I appreciate the work that you do. And I love hanging out with you, Katie. You and your sister are awesome. So you guys are always so good to me. So I appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you.